0: welcome to the call center bs
1: podcast where we give you all the ammunition you need to make sales if you're in need of targeted leads data live agents phone systems direct-to-voicemail campaigns or any other call center related bs make sure to visit our website callcenterbs.com to connect with us enjoy the show
0: Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast. My name is Anthony Bishiglio. I'm your host. And I got uh, my partner, Brian Loving, on the line from Anaheim. I'm in Jersey. What's up, dude?
1: What's up, buddy? How you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. Long fucking trip. I mean, I was uh, 12 days, 13 days away from home. So it was good to come home, see the kids. I uh, just saw Captain Captain Marvel. Nice. my son is like fucking crazy with the movies dude he, he wants to go to the first night the opening night the premiere like he, he he's nuts with it and so he bought tickets for this Captain Marvel we bought tickets for Captain Marvel like tonight is the uh, was the fan premiere night so we had tickets for like fucking you know two weeks two weeks two months and uh, you know they give you uh, they give you a nice fucking little coin when you walk in you're not even fucking listening to me what the fuck? You're I'm fucking, we're you, doing bro. a podcast and you're fucking talking to Pat? What did I'm I just, what did I just you. say? What did I just say?
1: It's about the Marvel and you guys buy the tickets in advance. And what else, what else did I say? He's crazy about it and he wants to go. With it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, you missed the whole
0: thing. No, I did it. Yeah, we go there and they give you a fucking coin. Don't look at that fucking other monitor again. I see. <laughs> What's, Shut it off for a minute. This is where you turn everything off. <laughs> the audience requires full attention. Let's do it. And I got this fucking nice Captain Marvel coin. Look at this. You guys can't see. I can show Brian now. Uh, you know, little uh, my new lucky coin, little Captain Marvel coin. That's so what they give night. you, fan appreciation night, whatever. It was actually a good fucking movie, dude. I never even knew there was a Captain Marvel. Yeah,
1: Marvel's always good, but Anything I just Marvel. I never knew this character though, Captain Marvel. I, I don't know it either. But she was good, though. I'm sure, I'm sure Pat does. Pat knows all the, all the Marvel movies and anything like that, anything DC, anything Marvel. He even likes Disney movies.
0: Pat has a fucking ant farm in the office, bro. Do you want? Do you realize that?
1: I know. It's you know what, I I I thought that uh, you know he was just geeking out and it was it was going to be like retarded. It, it's not completely built yet, but. It's actually, it's actually interesting to see how they actually work because I was going to talk about this before it's, you got these, these, these big ants, right? And you're, you're probably like, shut the fuck up. The queen, the queen ant. You got these big ants. They go out and they do all the hunting. They do the digging. You got the smaller worker ants that kind of like stay behind. They're real close to the house. The other ones are like taking out all the shit that they eat and putting it over here and like they're digging holes. They're, they're they're bringing food back to the, you know, back to the colony. It's actually pretty cool how they interact with each other and how well they work. Like they just work, man. They don't stop. They just work. I wish I had the ants working for me.
0: Okay, so I, I appreciate, I wish our reps were like ants. Okay, I get that part of it. But when he called me and told me I'm getting an ant farm, he goes, I want to show you. He was all, I got to show you something. I'm getting an ant farm for the office. I was like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? Then he sends me pictures. I'm trying to pick one of the queen ones. He sends me 10 pictures, the close-ups of these fucking disgusting things. He's like, he's like you see the fifth one down? That's the one I want to get. That one's $52. dollars like, this kid's $52 for a fucking ant. I squish ants my whole life <laughs> walking around the street. He's paid $52 for a fucking ant. Uh, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's just, it's just funny how everybody's so different and like, you know, I I would never in my life think about having an ant farm, but I get the whole thing. It's a colony, these fucking hardworking little motherfuckers. <laughs> it's fucking nuts, dude. So, uh, we were at LeedsCon. Uh, I was gone for 12 days. I was in Anaheim for seven days working with Brian and Pat. And then, uh, we had Vegas, uh, LeedsCon, which was okay. What's your, uh... You know what it is, dude? I, it should just be more exciting. They should have fucking people walking up and down the aisles fucking swallowing swords, fucking fire blowers, like a fucking clown. Like It's just dead. I don't know. It just it just doesn't... Maybe I've been doing the conference thing for so long. I've done so many Vegas conferences, all kinds of shows, from the mortgage show to this, all throughout the years, league conventions. I don't know. Maybe I'm just over it. The whole booths going up to each booth and every guy just pitching one thing after another. I don't know. Maybe I'm just over it.
1: I don't know. I think, um, it could definitely use some more excitement. I mean, you got to remember at Leeds con there's, there's, you know, multiple different people from the industry there. So you've got, uh, you know, guys like us, um, you know, entrepreneurs in the marketing stuff in the marketing space, actually own our own call centers. You know, we do data deals, we do phone systems, we do all this stuff. And we're like, I guess you would say we're, we're like the more exciting guys to talk to because the guys that actually develop this software shouldn't be selling their software. They should hire sales guys like us because when I have to talk to one of these guys about, Oh yeah, I built the software and it's so great and it does this and that and it computes all the numbers and it will take your data and transform it into this fucking analytic report. I want to shoot myself, dude. I cannot stand it. I'm like, listen, I don't care. Does it work or does it not work? I don't care what it does. I don't care how it does it. Does it work or does it not work? Like, that's all I want to know. Like, can I use it or can I not use it? Like, I don't want to talk to these guys that build all these systems. They should not be at the show. You want to like, get su- you want to get sold. Yeah, I want some somebody exciting to talk to. Somebody more like me. I don't want to talk to it. Computer programmer. You know, it's
0: funny you say that. I I think it was maybe two weeks ago when we we did the podcast, me and Kevin, or maybe maybe it was one of the live shows. I said to him, you know, I can't even tell you how many demos I've done, right? You see a software, schedule a demo, I do a screen share, give you the demo. And I've done so many. I know you've done tons of them. And it's never a good sales guy that does the fucking demo, right?
1: No, I mean... You know, very rare do I find like, you know, they, do they, don't, they we- don't try to close you
0: like they just do the presentation and they're like, all right, say, so, yeah, what do you think? Looks, looks good. It's like, all right, yeah, it's cool. You want to do a follow-up call? Like they don't even try to close you. They don't try to downsell you. They don't fucking try to give you a deal. Like, you know, why wouldn't they try to, they never try to close you. Why wouldn't they say the software is $2,000, you know, and then like, you know, and then so what do you think? You want to go with, no. All right, well, hold on. Why not? They don't, they don't start rebuttaling. You just say no. All right, well, we'll do a follow-up call. It's not for me. They don't try I work at a deal. How about we do six months instead of 12 months, try it out, and knock off a nickel off the price? Like, they don't do any of that ever.
1: No. I mean, most of those companies have set prices, and it's like, well, if you have 100 users, you know, we can get it down to, like, $35 for you. But at the end of the day, like, I, I... I really just want to see how cool it is and if it's going to help my business. But that's what I'm saying, right?
0: Why don't they have, why don't, why don't owners of those companies or managers give the guys doing the demos, you know, some flexibility, you know? And the guy said, look, you know what? You're a new account. You don't want to invest. Come on. You know, how about I give you a three month trial instead of paying two grand, three months for 500 bucks. Try it out. After three months, if you like it, then you go into the regular monthly, $300 a month, whatever. Like, yeah, why, you know what? why don't they do that?
1: I saw an awesome campaign and our audio is kind of weird. When I start talking, you, you actually get drowned out. So you can't, uh, I could talk over you, but and then nobody can hear you. Um, so I actually saw an ad the other day, um, on, what was it? I think it was on Facebook or something. I always screenshot all this stuff because, you know, I always go back to look for it. And even if I save it they, they get lost and everything else, but, I actually saw an ad for a CRM company. I'm not going to say the, the name of it right now. Maybe we'll have them on the show. Maybe we won't, but their advertisement was awesome. It was like, Hey, free CRM. And not only is it free now, it's free forever. hundred percent free forever. Just come use us. That's a great pitch. Um, and and I'm like scrolling through, I'm scrolling through and I got a bunch of buddies that in, you know, on my Facebook that, um, that liked it. So it shows like 19 people love this, you know, love this post. And it's like a hundred percent free forever. And I'm like, wow, I got to check that out. So I took a screenshot of it. I haven't really checked it out yet, but, um, you know, an awesome tool, you know, especially if you're a small company, you know, or small call center and you need a CRM system because a lot of people believe it or not, do not have one. And at the end of the day, if you can get something to, to manage your clients and your data and track your, your you know, you know how that goes.
0: Like you get free, but you can't process payments. You can't send any emails out. You can't do this. You can't do that. You could store a name and a number. You can't create a campaign. I mean, come on, bro. You know, there's all the add ons, you know, but still it's a good, good marketing tool to at least to make you go look at it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know what, even if you have to pay, you know, for some of those things, I mean, it might be still worthwhile for a smaller company that maybe they don't need to do everything that we do, but you know, they, they end up paying 500 bucks a month for a CRM. I mean, yeah, that's an affordable price. I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm just saying for instance, but you know, it was an, it it was an awesome campaign. Like these other guys are like, you know, a booth and it's like, Hey, here's my CRM or here's my data extraction, or here's my, you know, reporting software. And it's like, okay, great. What do you do? And they're like, uh, well, we report on your analytics. Like this is how we do it. And dude, I it's forgot. Like, come on.
0: I forgot to give you the fucking squishies. I got squishies. I got bean bags. I got them all here. Sorry, I got them all in my office. But I have a all lot right. of cards, dude. After the after I went down the first two aisles, I just said, you know what? I got this hat for free. a Nice hat. I said, you know what? Let me just fucking get all the cards I can. And I'll just contact these people one at a time if there's any way that we could work with them, whether it's with B1 on the data end of things, uh, you know, and then or whether it's for us what we're doing B2B. But I got to tell you, and I asked not a lot of people do B2B, man. The more I go to talk to people in the call center space, there's very few doing B2B.
1: Shut up, dude! Don't tell. Don't give anybody any ideas.
0: There actually was this one, this one kid who called me today. He, he I did a a phone interview with him for the sales job, and then whatever he was, uh, you know, working for another company. But he called me. He called me back today of nowhere. He's like, hey, he's like, I want to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, didn't we talk already? He said, yeah, but I want to talk. He's like, I just, I could just tell what kind of guy you are. He's like, and yeah, my buddy has a a business debt consolidation floor. It's like, and they got 70 guys on the phone. It's like all the old merchant cash advance people who crushed the businesses with these high interest rate merchant cash advances. Now they're calling them back to do fucking business debt consolidation because they got too much. It's such a fucking vicious, vicious uh, circle, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we're talking about that today. Like, you know, merchant cash advances and uh, small business loans, um, you know, things of that nature. But let's get back to LeedsCon. So, You know, here's my take. I've been to LeedsCon almost every year, probably for the last, I don't know. I've probably been the last five years straight, and I don't know. I think I've – I don't even know how long it's been around. It's been around for a while. Long time. But um, the show used to be a lot more exciting. Maybe I'm just getting old, and I've seen the the Horse and Pony show, like, way too many times. But – you know, this time it seemed like to me and maybe a lot of other people will, will kind of get the same, you know, feeling or or understand the same idea is like everybody went to the show with like a hundred appointments booked with all the people that they already know. Like everybody was like, I'm like, Hey, can I grab this chair? No, 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 no. I have a meeting coming in three minutes. And then like you walk over to another table, Hey, can I borrow this chair? Oh, no, no, no. I got, uh, you know, I just finished up a meeting and I got another meeting in like seven minutes. And it's like, really? Like, aren't you supposed to be out like networking, meeting new people, like actually like not, I I don't, I don't, I go there to say hi to the people that I don't see because they all come across the country, um, you know, and have a drink with them or have some food with them or do this, that and the other and say hello. But, you know, I, I don't pre-book all my meetings with people I already know. Like, if I want to go see somebody that I know, I just go see them. I don't wait till leads and line up a bunch of meetings with people I already know. I'm I'm there to look for new ideas, new marketing, uh, new technology, you know, new lead sources, um, you know, whatever it may be. I'm 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 there networking. I'm not I'm not there to like meet people i already know
0: yeah you're not going go to you're not going to you're not going to make appointments with people you don't know cuz you don't fucking know them to make appointments exactly you go to meet them new people there
1: exactly i mean i could see meeting somebody out you know at the show and being like hey you want to come over to the you know center bar at at noon and we can grab a drink and we can talk a little bit more i get that but those people were not i mean they just line up meetings with with people they already know and they already and, do, and,
0: do business with
1: yeah there's like there was no networking and i mean maybe that's some of the you know some of the people's uh like hey i got to keep them out of the show or i got to keep them out of the booths as yeah, much as I can maybe that. they might find a new provider i don't i don't know what the deal is but at the end of the day um it seemed like everybody was already set up with their meetings and nobody was really networking like they usually network i mean last year when i was there um we we spent most of our time in the center bar. It was at the Paris and there's a nice bar right there that everybody's just walking back and forth in front, you know, to the show, back from the show and they all stop at the bar. And literally I was standing in the bar and I I think I told you, I'm like, now I know what like a super hot chick feels like in a bar. (laughs) Because I was standing there and, and it was like person after person after person was coming up to you like, hey, what's going on? What do you do? Oh, yeah, awesome. Maybe we can work together. And then, you know, the next person would come up. Hey, how's it going? My name's Jack. How you been? Great. What do you guys do? And, like, I mean, it was one after another after another. You had to walk out of the bar to physically take a break because you were tired of talking.
0: I See, th- I want to propose. I'm going to reach out to the owners of LeadCon, and I'm going to propose a new idea for LeadCon 2020. I want to introduce a two-hour speed dating section of the conference where you walk into a room and you sit in front of, you sit in front of the person in front of you, right? And you talk to them for fucking three minutes, right? What do you do? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool. I Give me your card. Give me your card. And then you could literally meet, you know, 80 people in two hours and then probably find five, 10 people that you actually have some things in common with because, you know, I didn't really feel like, you know, I don't know. It I just wasn't like that over there. I didn't. I, I don't think I did. I, I did good work over there. I met a couple people um, that we're gonna talk to, but I don't know. I I think location of that's that location of the bar is a key thing when it comes to those conferences. Like I know the Paris. I've been there, and I know you gotta walk by the bar to go into the conference. Like you can't even avoid it. Right at the Mirage, it was like you know the middle bar was pretty far away from where the conference was, and the people didn't know. To go there to hang out, then they just didn't know.
1: Yeah, and and on top of that, there was like, you know, there was a, a a coffee shop right right by there that everybody was hanging out in that you can never get to see that. Then there was a froyo shop that everybody was just posting up there with their laptops. I'm sure the froyo shop really appreciated that. And then along the way, then there's like a restaurant that has a bar, which you would kind of feel weird like sitting there and having business meetings because like. The regular folk are trying to like, you know, eat and stuff. And then there's like some hole in the wall, like in the corner that people got lost in. And then way on the other side was the center bar where, you know, the majority of the people that we deal with, it it seems like the marketing and advertising and call center guys, crazy guys like us are in the bar drinking, smoking, having meetings. And like the rest of the people are like, oh, let's go have a coffee and let's sit down and make sure that we do this proper. <laughs> dude, those,
0: those fucking guys from New York were the best.
1: They cracked.
0: Right. Those guys were drinking from morning to night. They started at 9 a.m. They just fucking, they were there all day. They were cracking me up, dude. Those were the Those guys to me were the highlight of the show. That and the fucking, uh, the rapper. You missed. Oh, yeah. Did you,
1: I missed the rapper.
0: You know what? Hold now. I'm going to actually play it. I have it right here. Oh, no. It was on my Instagram and now it's gone. It erases, right?
1: No, not on Instagram. The Instagram you, story you had a You had it on Snapchat? I did the Instagram story. Oh the Instagram story, yeah, it's gone. There's no uh
0: there's no like archive.
1: Not unless you're the government.
0: Oh man, <laughs> that sucks, dude. But then I don't have it. The guy was freestyle. Oh man. I should have just did a video and then uploaded it. Yeah. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, well, anyway, it was a fucking, you know, Ringba, who was the sponsor of the whole show, uh, they had a party, a free party. That shit was not cheap. Open bar, you know? And then they had that uh that at yeah, One Oak. At One Oak in the Mirage, like from 6.30 to 9.30. You know, they were passing around some real shitty food, but that's not their fault. But uh, open bar, they had the whole crowd there. And then that rapper guy, dude, you missed him freestyling, man. He was just freestyling shit. And then he was singing rap songs of like rap songs that you know, like it's all about the Benjamins. But he had all, call, he changed all the lyrics to all call center stuff. It, it, it was. I wish I could even say it, but I probably sound like a fucking moron. But he was. Just, he was just using rapping with all call center words. We're paper calling. We're balling. Like he was just like he was saying. Shit like, it was really. And he was doing it like on the on the spot. He was really good. Me and uh, the kid Ross were fucking cracking up, dude. But um, I mean, we didn't get nothing. We didn't do nothing crazy, dude. If you talk to him one more time, I'm hanging up the fucking podcast. Don't look at him.
1: Oh look! We at pro- We're having a problem. You you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, of
0: course. If you if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna do silent talk, then you gotta let everybody know what's going on.
1: Okay. So. What's the problem? You know, it, it it's the whole data thing that I told you that we're doing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in call centers, when you're um when you're doing campaigns, when you're doing outbound campaigns, you obviously want to call the people that you want to call and don't call the people that you don't want to call. So what we did is we we kind of got smart and we're like, listen, the only way not to call people that we don't want to call, because you're buying lists from all these different providers, you're getting data from this guy, that guy, and everybody else, and who knows what's in that data. They could tell you it's the best, cleanest data in the world, and it, it could be accidentally, you know, a list of, you know, every police station or every fire department or I don't know. You name it. They they could accidentally mess up the file, or they could just mix in a bunch of crap that you don't need into the file. So, what we decided to do is go through our business um, SIC code database and pull down like all of the crap that we don't want to dial. Like in our business, we call auto repair services, but we don't want to call AutoZone or you know. We don't want to call Home Depot. We don't want to call these companies. So basically we're going through and we're taking the entire business database and breaking it down by SIC code and excluding everything that we possibly can into our dialer. And when we put it into our dialer, we put it in as a DNC, so that way the the agents aren't calling it. So it's a little bit of a nugget for everybody out there. Um, You know, we uploaded everything from police stations to – you know, fire departments to government agencies. I mean, the worst worst thing that we can ever do is obviously call people that don't want to be called. Um, and it's kind of just, a you know, a secondary precaution in case somebody does give us a file with some of those numbers in there that we don't want to, uh, you know, don't, don't want to dial. So we pulled down all these numbers. I mean, we have thousands of like Excel spreadsheets and text files. And uh, we're uploading them into our dialer, but the problem lies when you know you actually go to upload it and you have too many phone numbers. So too, too many to got,
0: DNC. Now you to break them down.
1: Yeah. So we upload like you know 1.7 million numbers, and it's like okay, loading, 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 and then it's like crashing, uh, crashing, crashing, <laughs> crashing. Okay, we're well, loading, loading, lo- and you're waiting for like 20 minutes for one file to load. So
0: you got to break it down. It,
1: We're going to have to break them down, maybe use, uh, you know, one of our tools, this CSV splitter or something, I don't know. We'll break it all down and, um, you know, we'll get them uploaded eventually. But that's why I was a little bit distracted because my computer keeps, like, kicking me out, you know, putting me back in. And now on my screen it says, ah, snap. So, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Pat, Pat says he's going to fix it. So,
0: so it's, it's uh, Thursday night. It's quarter to 11 here in Jersey. It's quarter to uh, eight, in, 8 in California. You know, California, they stopped working at 4 o'clock. So, it's four hours later. They're still here. I went to Captain Marvel, came back. I'm upstairs working. So, you know, this whole freedom thing, owning a business, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right? Maybe no I mean if you get wealthy and eventually you do it the right way, yeah, but I got to tell you it's a fucking grind. It's a grind that you don't mind because you're building your own business and you can make a shitload of money especially in this space, but Don't let anybody fucking fool you like it's fucking easy, uh, you know, easy peasy all day. You could get it like that. We had it last time where like that last like eight months of it, it finally was working like a machine where literally me and Benny and uh, Kevin were in the conference room. We had the cook fucking making us food in there and we had the CFO come in. We had uh, consultants coming in. We just had meetings all day, eating lunch, eating and just had meetings. The sales managers were managing the rooms. Account managers were taking care of with the account management and just they were doing their thing, like we had it humming, and we'll get it to that. But you know, when you're in building phase and you're in scaling phase, that ain't fucking, that ain't fucking happening. You know what I mean? You, this doesn't stop. Just like shit, like that Brian's talking about right now, fucking data problem. You know, calling people, pitching people that don't qualify for the program, wasting sales reps' times, wasting fucking dialing time, not closing as many deals because of wasted time with, with the wrong people. You know, it's a, it's an, it's a constant. You know, thing that you have to always deal with and just get better and better and just dial it in until it's perfect, which will never be, but you got to just keep improving it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, you know something that I came up with like I don't know five six years ago. I did the same thing for one of my clients, and I'm like, listen, when I started pulling reports, um, you know, I do this when I go consulting on other call centers as well. I'm like, okay, first of all. You know, let's look at what you're dialing. Well, let me pull some reports. What system are you using? Okay, great. Let's export everybody that you called today and let's start looking at them, whether they're consumers, whether they're businesses, whatever they are. And you start looking at them and you know, let's, let's take mortgages, for instance, you're calling people to refinance their house. And next thing you know, it's like, dude, you're calling all these hospitals and Jiffy lubes and everything else. Like, why are you calling businesses? If you're trying to get a hold of people to refinance their house. And then you start looking over here and you're like, you look at the data and it's like apartment a one, you know, one five. And then apartment two Oh seven. You're like, dude, why are you calling all these apartments? Yeah. Like you're trying to refinance people's house. And funny enough, that brings up the the other story, you know, a client hired me as a consultant and it was actually in uh I think it was mortgage that we did a campaign for and they're like, yeah, I'm buying this data. It's like 50 cents a record. Uh, we're mailing on it, which is costing us another 56 cents. So it's like a dollar something for each mailer. You know, we're sending out 10,000 per week and we're just not really getting shit off of it. And I, I pull this data. <laughs> I start looking at it and sure enough, it was like apartment one Oh one, it was like, but, but oh they, my but they,
0: Did they not look at the CSV file when they got it,
1: dude? They didn't even know these guys are like. Listen, the data is so expensive because we take this, we take this uh, Experian data, and then we match it up to these um, people that uh, you know own homes, and then we match it up to this other database to make sure that we get their address right. You know, on three different files, and then it's it's like these people are the perfect candidate between 200,000 and 700,000. And they all have mortgages and they all have a or B credit. And like, these are the best people to mail on. And sure enough, dude, it was like, I came in and I'm like, dude, I, I, hate to tell you guys, but you know, this awesome data that you're buying for 50 cents a record is, is literally worth like a half a penny. Oh, like it's not like I could pull you a file from three years ago that you can mail on and have more success than what you're mailing on right now
0: what a waste that happens all the time
1: and it happens like people know i mean you buy two hundred thousand records you're not going to go through every single line and look at it you know what i mean you're going to load it up and you're either going to drop your your voicemail campaign or your you know whatever whatever you're doing dialing whatever it is you're just going to load it and be like nah that file sucked but you don't know why that file sucked until you start really digging into it
0: dude i mean like you know like when we our first like i understand that too because our first couple of years, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, dude. Dude, we were buying five hundred thousand million records a week, right? For like two years, right? And then more sometimes. And then I'm looking at it. I look at how many businesses that we were that we could target, right? I'm like, so our target audience is eight million, but we bought forty seven million records, <laughs> like are we just buying the same thing over and over? We had no idea. We were just buy from the kid, loaded up, we get sales. We were just calling the same fucking people over and over. We didn't know. You know what I mean? Until we finally smartened up with the data, then we got, then we hired Zayed, then we started analyzing and we realized that, dude, we're just buying the same fucking shit over and over, over and again. again, like idiots, which probably yeah. a lot of people do.
1: Well, you know what? That, that brings up another good point. Like, so many people that I know in the call center space, like, I would say probably like 90% of people that actual, actually do dials in the call center space um, don't actually own a suppression list.
0: Yeah, that's a problem. So,
1: so no, but, which that's what one of our tools that we built solves is like it hooks up to your dialer and it gives you all this fancy reporting and stuff like that and then also includes a, a suppression tool. So everything that you put into your dialer starts storing it and it creates a little link. So when you go to purchase data, you send them that link and it has all the phone numbers of the data that you already own. So when you order a hundred thousand, you get a hundred thousand that you never ever had before. And you get unique. Them. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I can't tell you how many people spend, Probably five to ten thousand or maybe more per month on data they already own.
0: I did it. I did yeah. it for a couple of years. I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? It's that that's it's a shame because you could piss away a lot of money on fucking data. You know? A lot of
1: money real quick.
0: So these, these 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 guys back to LeedsCon, these these guys that have this AI company, oh shit, you know what? They gave me a card and they said try try out uh Try out the oh, yeah, AI. Did, did you call?
1: No, I didn't. I totally forgot. I'm gonna. I, I'm I gonna. Even, uh, I'm gonna call live right now. I haven't even unpacked my bag yet.
0: I'm, I, I'm, this is the first time. It's right here. Call center compliant. No, not them. Call this number to challenge AI. You're, see, I got it right here. Hold on. Let's let's call it right now. So this <laughs> is an artificial intelligence company. It says you call up, and you could test out the AI. Let's see. Ready? Thanks for calling Comboso. This is Jen. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm calling this number to oh, hi, challenge the... Thanks for calling in, and I'm really glad you're interested in learning more about the Comboso Conversational AI Agent. Let me ask you,
1: do you make a lot of outbound marketing calls? Thousands of calls a week. Oh, that's awesome. Using our AI agent, we can actually help you generate over 60% more qualified leads. How? I'd like to get a demo set up for you. Can I send you over to someone in the office?
0: Yeah, you can, you're You a fast talker. you got to slow down. That's great. I'll go ahead and get you transferred over right (laughs) now. I don't know. I don't think this one's, I don't think, I don't know. We're going to have to uh, call in again. Good evening, Convoso. This is Rob. How may I assist you? Hi, Rob. You're on a live show. Well, you're on a live show right now, Rob. What was that? I'm sorry? You're on a live show right now. I'm recording a podcast and I called the phone number for uh, on your card and I was just testing out the AI. Oh, okay, or do you need me to pass a message on? Yeah, let them know it's a little fast. They got to slow it down, but it sounds good. Okay, all right. Thanks for calling. All right, Rob, you got it. Bye. That was obviously an after-hours fucking answering <laughs> service. It's fucking <laughs> quarter to 11 at night. That guy they had no idea what I was even fucking calling for. You know? She, that, that one, she talked fast. Didn't she talk kind of fast, Brian? Yeah, but listen they, they, they when they okay the problem with the avatar when when we were doing the avatar is that when there's somebody behind the computer pressing it when you go to talk they don't stop talking they'll keep talking over you you know right away it's a bot,
1: right well the AI can Oh, excuse me the avatar can they can pause right so like when they do it with agents the agent can listen to the customer so if you said oh hi my name's Anthony. Um, yeah, I was interested about your, um, you know, your service. They would wait until you finish what you're saying. No, 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 I get and that.
0: But you, but then a lot of times you got these lazy. people. Remember, they're humans. You got the human fucking factor, right? And then a lot of them were probably lazy. They're not really listening to what you're saying. They're just pressing the fucking buttons all day. And a lot of times they would talk. And I, they would talk over me because I, I would test it out. They would like, shut up, stop talking, stop talking. And they would just keep talking, right? The AI, like just now when I called as soon as I start talking, it should recognize that I'm talking and stop. Yeah. Right? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Isn't that, isn't that why it's artificial intelligence? It's supposed to be like yeah. a human?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not not to uh, knock this one. No, I don't, no, I don't
0: know. know. That That was just a little small, you know, whatever. I, I Those guys that met those guys, they, they know their shit. I talked to them for a while. Uh, but, you know, like it should recognize right away, shouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of them... Um you know definitely should I mean listen there there's a lot of people are calling certain things AI just because that's the new like yeah. technology in the world um, but some of these systems aren't like a true artificial intelligence like you think it is like it's not like most of these systems are not Siri right they're not uh, Google um, Assistant. You know, what's the Google one
0: Google Assistant
1: yeah. Google assistant, like the Google assistant, the Siri. I mean, you're talking about companies that probably spent billions of dollars on like awesome technology. Yeah. Like most of this stuff is just like, it understands like yes or no. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a voice recognition, like yes or no. Like it's not, it's like hi or you know, how are you? It's like five words. Other than that, it's just going to play the message and run you over
0: it's not that much so how long do you think before this shit's really fucking tuned tuned in and really
1: working good like two years uh i don't think that long i mean i think somebody's gonna crack the code on it probably in the next six months
0: yeah i mean we tested it out for a little home security campaign uh for a couple weeks um it was working it was just a lot of issues but i mean it, it worked i mean we booked I mean we booked like 15 20 installs in fucking like a week and a half dude. I mean it was working. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so so that was working but I don't know how much I don't know I wonder how much you know it was calling. Like how like, like for, for for you to run AI, right? With any of these companies, right? It's probably got to dial hard to find people to listen.
1: Yeah, I mean you got you got to have the right data, you know what I mean? Like if you're you're gonna use any of these systems these days, you gotta have the right data, you gotta have opted in stuff with permission, right? Because, you know, just like I was telling you about earlier about the DNC stuff and everything else. I mean, you know, we we obviously scrub all of our data through DNCs and cell phones and all that good stuff. But you know, if there's a, a chance that somebody delivers me a dirty file, like I have no protection on that if I make the phone call it's my fault you know what I mean so we got squeezed already
0: we got squeezed for 1500
1: yeah so you gotta you gotta make sure that you know you're doing everything by the book that you're you know scrubbing out everything that you should scrub out and then you know like what we're doing now we're refining the data so we're eliminating data that we shouldn't call and also on top of that we're putting like a fail safe in there that if our dnc system's not working or somebody sends us a dirty list guess what we got a backup right so <laughs> you know what's funny i didn't tell you this when i went into the into the conference you know
0: walking up and down i found this one company who who's a you know they specialize in and you know the dnc and, and litigator list right and she and i met the, the girl she's a nice girl and we're talking to her she's like yeah we have the most up to date litigator list that there is we get daily fucking you know daily uh Daily updates on the phone numbers for the litigator list. She's like, you got to work with us. I was like, I don't know who who Brian works with, but I'll introduce you to him. I said, I'll get your card. I said, I'll find out. But she's like, no, we have the best. And then I went to the other side. It was another company who did that too. And I was like, hey, what's up? I'm like, listen. I'm like, those people over there, they told me that they got the fucking best Little getter list there is. I'm like, now you're telling me yours is better? And like, they don't got the best Little Gator list. They're like, they only have 1.2 million records in there. Ours is like 3.2 million. Don't listen to them. Come work with us. <laughs> I was like, well, who the fuck do I believe then? Uh, n- nobody sold you, huh? No, no, no. Nobody sold me. Nobody sold me. But, you know, all the guys that were there, when I did go up to the Boots, everybody was, you know, they were all nice guys, professional. You know, they had some good products. But, I mean, for us, as far as our call center, there was not much there um, except for uh, that one SMS company that Kevin was already talking to. And uh, and that high-risk uh, merchant processor, we could always use more processing. But besides that I didn't get too many good connections all do although I do have like a shitload of business cards I'm gonna email one by one and I, I want to start getting some of these guys on the show like these one uh, these these AI guys I want to get them on the show and talk about AI they could tell us how far it is away from being real dialed in and I want to learn more about AI I mean that's you know that's the future so you know it's good to be uh, you know right right in the beginning of it
1: are we gonna get the guys from New York on? We gotta have those stories, bro.
0: Yeah, dude, that was some funny shit. I'm gonna have him tell that that same story he told us because I'm not gonna tell it to Brian because it, it, you gotta hear from this guy because the way he told the story, you fucking die
1: laughing. <laughs> you know what we gotta do? We gotta do like that uh, that maybe like that live show that we did. Um, you know, with like uh, we did that late night like I don't know, it was like two o'clock in the morning in in Jersey when I was there visiting. And, well, we had Jacob. Yeah, when Topping was here, and uh, we're all sitting around drinking. I was trying to blow fire. Everybody was hammered. I was trying, trying to, to fucking blow fire,
0: b- blow fire with the absinthe.
1: Yeah, we gotta <laughs> we gotta bring um, those guys on, do a live show, and everybody and thought like cocktails.
0: I fucking I you know I I sw I had a whole, a whole bunch of in my, my mouth. I spit it into the lighter. It didn't do nothing. I thought I was gonna blow fire everywhere. <laughs> everybody stood back. Everybody was scared. I was gonna light the fucking office on fire. that shit was funny Uh, what else we went to uh, Hibachi we went to to, uh, one of
1: Brian's Hibachi joints oh my god how funny was that we were there two hours bro
0: I gotta tell you dude I'm not gonna lie to you I fucking hate those places (laughs) now I'm not saying I hate them I like them but I hate them and I like the show the guys are funny but when I'm watching them cook And I just keep seeing how much butter and how much fucking salt. I mean, he's pouring the salt on everywhere. He doesn't... and, And, like, it's not a little tiny slice of butter. It's like every time he cooks something, there's a stick of butter coming in. And he's making the shrimp, stick of butter. The fucking vegetables, stick of butter. The rice, stick of butter. The fucking bamboo shoots, stick of butter. The meat, stick of butter. I mean... I'm just watching him like it's like my worst nightmare. It's like the most unhealthy. And and while we're doing it, while we're sitting there, Brian probably said six times, "It's like we're all gonna shit our pants about a half hour after this is over," <laughs> and he said it like six times. So I knew that I was gonna shit my pants, right? And the other part about it I don't like too is I don't like the the delay. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Throw the rice, throw the vegetables, throw the meat. Let's, let's get the show on the road here. I'm not... I'm not. You're putting in two and a half hours over there. So we need to, you know... Hibachi is, you know... I felt terrible afterwards. Horrible, horrible. I still feel terrible, and that was three days ago.
1: But it was good, huh? Yeah, it's
0: good. My kids like it, you know, the whole thing. The onion rings with the fucking fire. I mean, I get it. I just don't eat a lot like that. I used to when I had the mortgage business, we used to go out every single Thursday, me and my partner, the managers, and we would take out the two top brokers of the week. And we went to a different steakhouse every single week for like years, been to every steakhouse. And big meals, dude. Porterhouse for five, the fucking hash browns, mashed potatoes, the vegetables, the fucking cream spinach, the salad, the seafood tower that fucking, that's $800, that's fucking 10 feet high on the table, and walk out of there feeling terrible every single Thursday. I did it. And now I, I can't eat like that. I feel horrible. So Hibachi's a lot of fucking food, dude. They should do it reverse. Because you ordered a steak and the shrimp and you can't wait for that. And they gave you everything else first. The soup, the fucking shrimp, the vegetables, everything. They should give you the steak and shrimp first. And then start backing out the other stuff. Throw some shoots, little rice, little veggies. Then give you the soup at the end to wash it down instead of the opposite.
1: <laughs> you know, like at, at, at the other place over here by our house that we go to, it's kind of like they did kind of do it all backwards because usually they leave the, the bean sprouts and like, all the other stuff to the end and like these guys just have their own way of doing it by the time that the, the meat came around I was I was kind of uh, toast myself so what
0: I'm saying like Kamisha and Ross ordered fucking Kobe beef $150 for those steaks each you know what I mean and then they couldn't even eat it at the end because they were full Yeah. You know what I mean? So next time we're going to have a talk with them. Look, we're we're pulling the reverse tonight. You're going backwards with everything. You're starting with the steak. Then you're doing the fucking rice. Then the vegetables. Then the shoots. Then the shrimp. Then the soup.
1: (laughs) No, we just do the uh, steak and shrimp first. Maybe the rice. And then while they're cooking everything else, we'll just ask for the check.
0: Yeah, we'll just balance. We'll cut the whole thing. There you go. We just solved the problem. Solution-oriented. Now we'll cut the time in half from two and a half hours to an hour and a quarter. And we'll eat the entrees first. We just figured it out. We figured out how to change the hibachi industry forever. Don't get more customers. Don't get more customers because when, when, when my kids want to go to hibachi, they go, no, no, I don't want to eat all that food. I don't want because I know what I'm in for. like No, 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 it's too much. It's horrible. All the butter. I No, I'm not going. But if we reversed everything and cut it in half, I'd be more open to going. And I bet you everybody listening, the millions of listeners listening to this podcast right now are probably thinking the same thing. You know what? This fucking kid's right. If they reversed it and cut it in half, you know, I brought I brought I brought home one of uh, one of the pens from uh, from uh, Planet 13 from Vegas. yeah. Yeah, I had to bring it home. Such a nice one, dude. It's a nice one. So I'm going to hit it right now while we're talking. Because it's legal in Las Vegas. So there's nothing
1: wrong happening right now, okay? We're not in Vegas. You're in California. It's legal. I know. (laughs) So what's the deal? Like, Uh, I was always wondering about that. So if you leave Vegas with, you know, some contraband, and you're flying to California, it's legal in Vegas, and it's legal in California... Do you, do you get in trouble for that if you're taking personal use from here to there? And I mean, I I don't know. I mean, why would you, know, you be? Well, I I guess it would be illegal to fly with it, but at the same time, like, airlines federal. I don't know. Let's ask Pat. Let's Pat Oh, airlines, it. Federal. Federal. airlines federal. Airlines federal. federal.
0: Yeah, and federal doesn't doesn't really allow legalization federal. of marijuana.
1: Only the states. So yes. When you're in the sky, then you can get busted. you could probably you drive through.
0: You could drive through.
1: Well, going through security, you're on the ground. So, you know, a federal security.
0: I I bet you you could drive it over, no problem.
1: I don't know. As long as it's not like 50 grams,
0: dude. If you got some edibles and you got some weed, I'm sure it's fine. But, I mean, you can't be carrying around, you know. Fucking ounces of it and pounds of it, you know. I don't think yeah, he, you can't even like, you can't even buy it like that anyway. There's a limit to how much you can buy at the dispensers. You can't just go buy everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, a guy I was with, you know, he he forgot his stuff in his bag, and then next thing you know, he goes to the airport and flies over here, and you know, they didn't stop him or anything. But at the end of the day, it's like, what kind of trouble do you get in? They just throw it away, or they're like, hey, sir, you're coming with me. You're going to jail.
0: I don't know. Uh, nah, it's a little slap on the wrist. They'll just take it from you.
1: <laughs> just a little federal offense. Yeah. Oh, fuck so, it. Uh, what else you got? Hey, I got, got nothing.
0: Me, I got nothing. I'm fucking... I'm, I'm trying to think if we should do the live shows on fridays from now on it's already friday tomorrow we missed it last week i might just do a pop-up one tomorrow but we're trying to get back on schedule here I'm i committed to doing it every week no matter what i gotta just do it
1: uh, so i i got a little uh a something that we can throw in here real quick I, I don't know how long we've been on but
0: 45.
1: okay so we got a little time um so you know, we were working with, um, we had one of our sales guys come up today and, uh, you know, hilar- hilarious, first and foremost. So I think I told you a little bit about it. Yeah, but I'll yeah, kind yeah. Of recap. So this cat walks in my office and he's like, Hey, you know, like, uh, I'm getting a second job and I'm like, Oh, okay. He's like, well, I just thought you would know because I haven't got my schedule yet you know, and I might have to leave a little early, you know, I might, I might be out late. So I might have to come in a little bit late here or there. Uh, you know, I haven't got my schedule, but I'm just, you know, just giving you the, the four one one. And I'm like, okay. I said, uh, you want to know my two cents on uh, second jobs. And he's like, sure, sure. I said, I'm just, just going to give it to you straight. Right. If you're really good at your first job, you wouldn't need a second job. That's it. And he kind of, and he kind of looked at me like, oh, you know, like, oh, I couldn't, I can't believe you'd say that. Like now, now you're saying I'm not good. I'm like, well, you're getting a second job because you're not making enough money in our company. Is that correct? Yes. I can't pay my bills. Okay. So when you started here, you were making money. Like the guy even went out and bought a car cash. Like he was making money and now all of a sudden two weeks, three weeks go by. He's not making money. Now he's getting a second job. I said, you know, if, if you're not going to show up for your first job because you got a second job, then by default, your second job is going to become your first job because you're not going to be here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, He's like, so I'm not allowed to get a second job. I'm like, you can do whatever you want. When you're not here, you can actually do whatever you want. When you're here, you might get fired. But at the end of the day, if you cannot show up for work, then you can't be, you can't be a part of this company. And he's like, well, you know, I I really like you guys. I want to be here. And I said, listen, as salespeople, we know that we need to be here for 40 hours a week. You never know when those two deals are going to pop back to back. Yep. You, you never know like if it's first thing in the morning, you never know if it's the last thing at the end of the day. Like that can make or break your day as a salesman.
0: Dude, happens all the fucking time. A guy's at zero all day, last half hour two deals back to back. Shitty day turned into a good day. That's it.
1: Exactly. So I'm like you're you're not making money now. You're going to take time off and you're going to make less money. Like <laughs> So he couldn't wrap his head around it, and um, you know, then I had to take off and go look at a new uh, a new space that we're looking to move into, and I come back and and he's gone. Really? And yeah. All of his shit's gone. Like you know, all the stuff from his desk is gone. Oh, so he bounced. I I I'm assuming so. So uh, I like to. We've got a bet come you know on the over and under for tomorrow, but I'm definitely taking the under. Pat's
0: taking the over. You think he's going to come in, Pat?
1: Pat's taking the over. He
0: thinks he's going to show up. He thinks so. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with the under two. I'm. He ain't coming back.
1: Yeah, he he ain't coming back.
0: He's and gone. You
1: know, like gone, baby, gone. The whole time he's in my office, he's and I'm. I'm trying to rationalize with them, and I'm trying to talk to him like a real person. He's just getting angry at me and I'm like, listen, bro. I'm yeah, just, yeah,
0: he gets angry. He gets angry at that guy. I know you talk um, to
1: him out. I'm just trying to state the facts, okay? So let, let's look at the facts. Like you say, you know, he he was one of those guys at the end of the day that says the leads are shit. The leads are shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's unfair that the leads are shit. And, um, you know, when anybody starts blaming the leads, you know, I always, I always say, hey, turn around real quick look at the sales board you see the sales board do you notice something everybody's got deals except for you like it's all the same data 80% of the people have deals up there and you don't so it's not the data These guys, this guy's got three he sits right behind you you think it's the luck of the draw you think that he gets all the pitches and you don't like hold on I pulled stats down. I pulled the whole daily stats down of how many calls everybody had and how many five-minute calls everybody had and how many deals everybody had. And guess what? It worked out as a whole just like it always does. Yeah. They made X amount of calls, they had X amount of calls over five minutes, and they had X amount of percentage of closing, okay? It's been like this since like 60 days after we opened. It's been the same numbers from then until now okay so i said listen if you're not getting five minute calls there must be a problem with your mentality he's like everybody just keeps pointing the finger at me it's all my fault it's my fault i know it's my fault i'm just not good enough i'm like dude like chill hold on we can fix this like it's your outlook he's like every time i pick up the phone nobody wants to talk to me i'm like do you understand how you're acting right now? I wouldn't want to talk to you either. Yeah, exactly. Oh, every time I pick up the phone, I look on my screen and it's somebody I can't even pitch. And I'm like, well, do you ask them what they do or do you hang up on them? He's like, looks at me like, oh, I talk to them. And Pat's pulling numbers on his computer. He's like, look at all your calls, dude. All your calls are like less than 30 seconds. Like, less than 30 seconds, business doesn't qualify. Less than 30 seconds, not a good fit. Less than 30 seconds, not interested. Less than 30 seconds, like, all these dispositions, and we're like, how do you even know what's going on in 30 seconds, bro? You don't. You're just prejudging. 10-second calls, not a good fit. Like, you're just prejudging everybody. Yes,
0: that's crazy, dude.
1: So I went back to it. And I said, "Listen, when you first got here, your first week you put up 6 deals in a week. Your second week you put up 15 deals in a week." He's like, "I have 15 deals and and I don't know how long." I said, "Yeah, because when you were here in the beginning, you did a couple things to make sure you were successful." Read the script. Had, <laughs> you had blind enthusiasm, right? The product was new and exciting and unbelievable. And that's how you portrayed yourself, right? You read the fucking script because you didn't know what else to do. Yep. And now all of a sudden you're so good. You change the script, you prejudge everybody. And on top of that, you're like, you have no more excitement about the program. So with those three things right there, you're shooting yourself in the fucking foot.
0: You know, it's just like, it's, it's, and I know we talk about on all the wake up, on the wake up, I call it the we'll call it the wake up call at 10 o'clock. We do every day over here at 10 o'clock, over there at seven o'clock. And I talk, you know, we talk a lot about mental stuff, right? And mindset. We talk about it at least two, two or three times a week. We bring it up. And especially in this game, like there should be more mental toughness training than sales training. Absolutely. You know, like, maybe we should, like, um, it's funny, we were just, talk, right before, when you said you were busy uh, doing the DNC thing, give me 10 minutes, I was looking at, uh, you know, Tim Grover, you know, I love that guy, Tim Grover, They're you know, the cleaner, yep. and he has this uh, cleaner uh, thing, I almost just bought it just now, it was 39 bucks a month, month to month, and um, my wallet was downstairs, so I just left it in my email, but I'm going to do it, and it's a monthly coaching call, and it, all he teaches is mental toughness. You know, he was Michael Jordan's trainer, Kobe Bryant. All he teaches is mental toughness. And I'm thinking about doing the call just to, you know, for myself too because I like this stuff and then being able to take everything that I learned from him and start talking about it more and teaching these reps and even customer service. Like the mental toughness is the most important. Everything else is script, rebuttals. You could memorize all that and know when to say it. But the mental toughness is not something that you could just read off a piece of paper. It's a, it's a shift in your mind that you have to understand has to happen for you to be fucking dialed in. It
1: is, it is a hundred percent. And like, you know, when I started talking to him, he's like, listen, I'm doing everything that you said. I'm listening to videos. I got my goal board up on my wall. I've got goals on there. One of those goals is to do three deals a day. And I'm like, okay you can't just have all these goals. You have to have a plan. Like if you just say, I'm going to lose weight every day and you keep eating shit, you're not going to lose weight no matter how bad you want to. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like I got to get three deals or I don't survive. Well, okay. What's your plan to get three deals? Well, the plan would be to get 15, five minute calls per day to get yourself three deals. Like that's the plan. It starts with like, little baby steps right and you can say you want three deals all day long but with your kind of fucking attitude you're you're not going to get any deals and sure enough he put up a zero today he had zero five he had zero bro zero five minute minute conversations today let me
0: ask you a question right has he ever came in an hour early or or stayed two hours late no never to grind and make phone calls no you know what dude People don't want it bad enough. They just they don't. don't. They don't. They don't. They don't treat it. If you treat it as a life and death situation, you know, and treat it, you're going to make money with everything. Like, you, When we were fucking in this, uh, in this uh, work from home program, there was this one guy who used to teach us and dude, he actually, we, that's what I learned The wake up call. He would be the wake up call guy for this community of thousands of people. We don't call in and just do a little 15 minute call, talk a lot about mindset and, uh, you know, there, for that program, if you wanted to be a part of that thing, it was like $10,000 to do it, you know? And everybody's excuse was, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. You know, meanwhile, these people are like, they're, they're there for a reason. They fucking hate their life. They want to make a change. They can't stay in their fucking job. They just, you know what I mean? But they're not willing, right? To do what it takes, right? So he would say to them, look, you just told me how miserable your life is and you're not treating this like a life or death situation. So let me ask you a question. If I had a gun to your mother's head right now and I said, go get me $10,000, I'm going to blow her fucking head off. Would you go find the $10,000? dollars he would be like, oh, of course. But then why are you not treating it like this? Treat this like I'm gonna like your mother's head's gonna get blown off if you don't get involved because your life is so miserable. And you're not happy with anything in your life, but you're not willing to take a chance and take a risk to possibly make a huge change and just ha- and have a really good life. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know, like if this is your life in debt situation, if you gotta make three deals a day, if you gotta do that to pay the bills, then why are you not fucking doing whatever it takes? Why are you not staying late? Why are you not fucking begging to stay late? Why are you not begging for more training? Why are you not like you're not treating it like that?
1: Yeah, and you know what the you know what happened like a week ago? Like, oh I'm having a really bad week. I'm just not gonna go to work tomorrow. He straight up did not come to work because he was having a shitty week and with our business
0: with our business it's like you know it's you you get tiered up if you do x amount of deals per week so if you miss a day you just blew your whole week you're not going to tear up and get the extra commissions which is a lot you're talking about going from like 700 for the week to like 1300 in just one day right
1: yeah yeah and it's like listen you're not making money and then you decide to go to work because you're not making money like yeah it's so crazy mentality there like i'm not making money guess what can i work more can i make can i stay late tonight can i make more calls can i can i come in early tomorrow like how are you going to make more money if you're not at work i just don't get
0: it i'll sum it up like this that guy tim grover i was just talking about i was watching the video of like the landing page for this thing he does you know and he he was michael jordan's personal trainer he's like he said After every single game, no matter where we were, he he flew with Michael Jordan. Home game, away game, he was on the sideline in the crowd every game. He said, after every game, no matter what time it ended, I would say three words to Michael Jordan: five a.m., six a.m., or seven a.m. He turned around to me and he would say five or six or 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 seven, and that meant what time in the morning that we were going to go work out. No matter where we were, if we ended at fucking 2 in the morning because we were playing on the West, whatever we were, and it doesn't matter. It's like that that every single morning the next morning at either 5, 6, or 7 a.m., he was ready to fucking work out by himself, me, and him every single fucking morning. That's, that's the that's what it fucking takes. You know what I mean? Okay. And th- shit like that makes me want to buy the guy's course because I love that shit. That's fucking the difference between winners and losers, dude. For you know? Sure. so I'll, I'll, I'll buy it and then they send me the recordings and I'll give it to you too it fucking, it's, I, I love this guy it's, it's, it's crazy rela- Relentless is the book if you guys want to read a good book get Relentless by Tim Grover great book and he has all these kinds of like programs and coaching shit I haven't done any of them yet but I'm going to do this one I think it's worth it you know that shit's invaluable so anyway we're over an hour I'm going to uh, wrap this up and then I'll post it up tomorrow morning and then I'll uh, get it out there and uh good good podcast and then we'll be back uh, back next tuesday with another podcast catch back up and then uh possibly do a live show tomorrow i'll talk to you in the morning maybe we'll do one from out there and do a quick little 15 minute little shebang see the office cranking as long as we're popping deals we're having a bad day i'm not fucking conferencing you in bro
1: <laughs> if you if we're having a bad day i got a lot of work to do over here but uh you know it's all good. It's all good. We've been uh, super busy, super pumped, and uh, ready to get out of this little space, man, and grow, spread our wings into a, a new state of the art facility.
0: Hell yeah! No, I'm fucking psyched. So, for any of you guys, uh, you know, if you're listening on the website right now, you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Uh, the Facebook page, come like the page. We're posting stuff up daily. Uh, you know, some funny stuff, some some mindset stuff, some call center funny stuff. The live shows are there. The podcast is there. Come check us out, and uh, and you can message me anytime. Uh, you know if you guys know that you know, Brian's my partner and we do all kinds of dialing solutions if you're in the business and you need data you just want to talk about different campaigns we know a lot of people even if it's not something that we could help you with we could refer you to other people that could help you and just you know a part of doing this content and what I was telling people at Leeds kind of was you know just trying to bring the industry together on like a different kind of platform you know there's all these Facebook groups and this and that but there's nothing like you know with real live interaction and interviews with other call and so we wanted to evolve into like the the, you know, the, the number one content platform for call centers to come collaborate, talk interviews, live shows, whatever, you know, so, uh, everybody really dug it when we were talking about it. So, and I saw a whole bunch of new listens to the podcast. So, you know, we handed out some cards and, uh, looking to continue to build this thing, man.
1: Yeah. Send it out to all your friends, share it with your friends. You know, anybody in the call center space will obviously get a kick out of it. Um, you know, and we're always here to, to help, you know, I've been doing consulting for, I don't know, 15 years for the call center space and we just have different, um, you know, this is, this is such a, a, a rare type of business. I always say an underground type of business where it's hard to find people that have done, you know, a lot of campaigns and, you know, what they look at compared to what you look at. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's totally cool when, when you can show, uh, you know, show somebody some new tricks and, you know, make their life a little bit easier. So, um, and make their I'm pockets and make their pockets fuller. Right. <laughs> Call center, Colson you know, for life right here. So yeah. I love the shit. I get a kick out of it. Uh, it's what, what I get up in the morning for. And it's, uh, why I'm still here, you know, 14 hours later. So that's right. Bitches.
0: Yeah. All right. That's listen, cool. have a good week. Have a good weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Late.
1: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in to Facebook and Instagram for our live shows at Call Center BS. Visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us for any call center solutions you may need.